Hello, dear friends. Be blessed in Jesus' name. And to bless your soul, I bring to you good news. Food for soul. Your soul food is the podcast. The new podcast with your friend Bishop Joshua. And there I'm going to have the word of God to feed your soul. Message of faith to feed your soul. Stories of faith to inspire your soul. Always remember, if your soul is hungry, your life will be empty. You are going to be hungry, starving. Your soul must be satisfied. So wherever you may be, at home, on the go, you will be able to listen to message of faith on this new podcast that is titled as Soul Food. I want to show to you the many platforms where you can find us. There are more than 13 platforms you can find this podcast, Soul Food. I will bring it to you the nourishment. I will bring it to you the real food for your soul. Tell a friend of yours about this podcast. Let us spread the news and help those to feed also their soul. What do you do when you have been telling yourself you can reach a goal and you're losing every day? What do you do when, you, when you've lost your spirit, you've lost your job, you lost everything, life been devastating? Once you are defeated in your mind, ladies and gentlemen, it's all over. Your problem is your pain has identified you. Your pain has weakened you. You have a choice how you respond to your pain. And some of you in this room, for real, I'm just going to be honest with you, you're getting wimpy on me. You're getting soft on me. You are not the only person that's been through a divorce, boo. Get over it. You're not the first one. You won't be the last one. You can turn that divorce into something. You're not the first one to lose your promotion and get fired. You're not the first one. You're not the first one they let go of. You won't be the last one. The question is, what you going to do about it? I know what it is to walk the floor and you don't know how you're going to make it when people no longer believe in you and you are your God. And you got to say to yourself, when you fail again and again, they tell you no, sometimes with tears in your eyes, it's possible. When life stagger you, the thing that'll get you up on your knees and get you standing in the center of the ring and find something from somewhere deep down in to keep on slugging and keep on fighting is, it's possible. It's possible. If I just stand long enough, I can pull this off. When you're facing defeat, disappointment, Seem like life has ripped you off and everybody say you can't do it. You don't have what it takes. All you need to affirm that in spite of this, it's possible that I can do it. Then I turned 21 and then my world changed because then I learned I can mask all the emotions from the verbal abuse I went through when I was little, feeding my insecurities, getting taken advantage of, having an abortion, I can just mask all that with alcohol. I can just drink and become somebody that I'm not, become this super confident, secure person, and I don't have to deal with any of that. I can just make a new life for myself. You are now listening to Soul Food with Bishop Joshua. Don't stop listening, 
there is more soul food to share. Stay tuned to listen to the rest of this story. So I grew up Catholic. I grew up knowing who God is. Um, I remember from age like six or seven years old knowing like, wow, God exists. We would go to church every Sunday uh, for a while there. And even holidays like Christmas, we would go at midnight to church. And it was like a big thing. You know, I would try to, even on New Year's, I would try to sit down and they're like, no, you need to stand up. Like there was just this reverence for God. Like when you're in the church, you have to be respectful. You're standing up, you're doing so. And so I had that foundation of knowing who, knowing that God exists. I wouldn't necessarily say knowing who he is, but knowing that he's there. And so I have a really big blended family, and for some people it's really hard to understand. Um, But my parents separated when I was really little. Before I was five years old, they separated. And so from my earliest memory, I have always had a big family. Both sides of my family, my mom and my dad, were all like literally like a big family. Like it's hard for people to understand because they're like, you know, your sisters on your mom's side and then you have sisters on your dad's side, but you guys all call each other sisters and you guys are all always together. So they're like, who, who comes from where? And we're like, we're just sisters. Like, that's it. We're just sisters. And so that's how it's been from, from really little. That's all I can remember. I don't ever remember being made to feel to like, oh, she's your half sister. You know, if somebody did say that, my sisters would always be like, no, that's my sister. And that was it. There was no other explanation. It was like, that's my sister. And so I had a really good upbringing, (laughs) Um, so much love. And, you know, looking back, I know that the Lord blessed me with this big blended family. And so for some reason, I can remember back to elementary school when I, I would spend you know, weekends with my dad. I lived with my mom, but then I would spend weekends with my dad and my stepmom and my sisters. And I just remember having this feeling like I'm a stepchild. And there was no reason for it, right? Because nobody ever made me feel that way. It was just in my head. Like I remember from a young age, always being in my head and little things like that, like things that people would say that they wouldn't even mean like, oh, so she's your half sister. Like that would cut me deep because that would just feed to yeah, you're a stepchild. You guys don't have the same mom and dad. So I don't know what it was. It was just, it brought shame to me. Um, And like I said, that's elementary school, having those feelings of, "Mm, I don't really belong. And again, everybody making me feel so welcomed, but just having those feelings. And so in elementary school, I had a best friend and I would spend a lot of time with her. You know, when my mom would work, I would sometimes spend time with her at her house, sleepovers, all that, you know, what kids do. And uh, we were really good friends. And her mom was actually verbally abusive towards me. Um, Sometimes physical. I wouldn't say like beating me up or anything, but little things like pinching me or pushing me and things like that. And so in my mind, I was struggling with who are you, (laughs) you know? And that just fed to that identity crisis, even in elementary school. And then I started to feel insecure. Because prior to that, when you're a kid, yeah, sometimes people make fun of you. Oh, why do you have a mole here? You know, things like that. But you don't really recognize things about yourself. Like, why do I look like that? Why, you know, I don't find that a lot of really young kids are super insecure. And so when I started going through that, um, she would tell me things like, pretty girls don't look like you. They look like so-and-so, you know, my best friend. And uh, 
if I would say anything, it's like, you don't know anything, like you're stupid. Probably from the age of six to eight, I went through that. I never told my mom, you know, I just kind of sucked it up and internally was really, really struggling. I then became, from what people tell me, they'll tell me like, you were such a happy, you know, baby and and, and toddler. And, and at some point you became shy and kind of closed off. And I think that that's when I started to become more closed off, kind of like, I just want to fade into the back. <laughs> like I wanted to avoid having her say anything to me. Like I didn't want to do anything outside of the norm because I just wanted to be invisible kind of. I went through that again, didn't tell my mom. I remember telling my sisters one day, like, yeah, this happens to me. Very nonchalant, you know, not being a kid, not realizing that's a big deal. And uh, I remember my sisters being confused, like, have you told your mom? And I'm like, no. So I didn't end up telling my mom. She found out my best friend's mom's sister. So my best friend's aunt actually witnessed, you know, what was happening and had a conversation with my mom. Like, this is how she's, you know, treating her when you're not around. And it was really confusing for me because when my mom was around, she was really nice to me, like very affectionate. And I remember kind of wanting to be on my best behavior so that she could be affectionate towards me or just not be mean, you know? And so it kind of created this, if I act this way, then she'll treat me this way. But that wasn't the case because it was only when my mom was around that she was like super nice. Lots of insecurities. Um, I started, you know, noticing things about myself like, oh, well, I do feel ugly. Like I don't, I don't look like her. And so kind of comparing myself because that's what I heard, you know, for a couple of years. And so... Uh, I struggled a lot with that, even as a six, seven, eight-year-old trying to suppress those feelings, right? So going through them on the inside, not knowing how to communicate them and just kind of pretending like everything's okay, you know, kind of like living, I don't know, living a lot, I guess, because everything wasn't okay. Make this word your solid ground. Psalm 91 Verse 4, he shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. Now imagine you are under God's wings. I ask you, can anyone defeat God? Can any problem, any plague, any curse, anybody destroy the Almighty God? In the same way, those who are under God's wings, they cannot be affected. They cannot be destroyed. Now, the final part of this verse, look how strong. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. That is, just like the shield stays between the soldier and the enemy, God promises to stay between danger and us, to protect us. Look how great. Right now, may your strength be renewed. You who believe in God, you who believe in this word, may your faith be renewed. And you who are far from God, decide right now to surrender yourself to Him. You who are feeling down, sad, weak, depressed, or even suicidal, surrender yourself. Because God will never abandon His children in adversity. God bless you.
bishop. I don't see God. God is spirit. I don't see God. I can follow a human being. But the holy being I cannot follow. How can I walk with God? When you obey his words. When you follow what is written. You are walking with God. When oceans rise, my soul will rest in your embrace, for I am yours. You are mine. Do you understand it? You are walking with God. Jesus said, those who follow me will never be in darkness. We will not live in darkness. But how can I follow Jesus? I'm following now Pastor Rodrigues. I'm following him because I see him. But can I follow Jesus like this? Do you see Jesus in person? No. How can I follow Jesus? How can I walk with him when I obey his words? Thank you for listening to Soul Food Podcast. Make sure to keep your notifications on to tune in to the next episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, leave a comment below or send us a message through text at 1-888-312-4141. Don't forget to share with your family so they can feed their soul too. God is with you. And my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. I am yours. And you.